Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, people on Periscope are already complaining we're two minutes in and there's no nudity. <laughs> I'm not sure what they thought they were going to get. Dudes on Hockey, I suppose, could be confused for something else. But in this case, this is a family show. This is a family yeah, show, dude. It is, and and I don't know which Periscopes they've been watching prior to this one, but we don't have any such history, so you're going to be slightly disappointed. It's a family show. I and just, we have international viewers tonight, people watching on Periscope from Monday afternoon across the ocean. Shouldn't you be working? I mean, what are you doing watching us? Right? I, I, shouldn't these people have jobs? You're right. You're so right. Oh, wait. We should, <laughs> probably a rule, a rule should be that we shouldn't actually you know, insult our listeners and so forth. We're over 20. Wow, dude. I know, dude. It's well, we a, had hot, a hot ticket, dude. I think we had a bump last week, too, and then everybody drops out. I, I want to know why people drop out. Like they, they take the trouble to sign in, and then they drop out. Are we that... Are we that boring? Maybe they just want to stick around and like actually. Listen. Twenty-two, dude. We're on fire. We better get. Wow. We better get cooking here. Okay. Just like the sharks were cooking today with a four-three win. I don't know if I call it cooking. I wouldn't really call. But that they did cooking. win, dude. Joel Ward was cooking. Joel Ward. Joel Girl. Always, Joel always cooking. cooking. Cast, dude. He's cooking. Uh, Brent Burns was cooking. Yep. Patrick uh, Marlowe cooking. Patrick Marlowe was cooking, dude. He had a good game. He did. He did. Um, which was you know a, a good way for them to rebound off of. You know, two, uh, one very boring effort and then one <laughs> poor effort in Dallas yep. where uh, Alex Stalock looked not great again and the Sharks as a whole. You know, I mean, Dallas is playing well. I know that. Yeah. I know that. I read that. <laughs> I understand that. I refuse to believe that Dallas is a good team. But the difference with Dallas, even though... They weren't the ones that did the damage, right? Mm-hmm. But they still, their two best players are better than any of the Sharks' best players. Would you agree that Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn are better than any of the Sharks' best players? I agree with that. Someone says Nemo has won a cup, which is technically true. Would you put Antti Niemi in the top five reasons why Chicago won the cup that year? Top five reasons they won the cup? Yeah. The no. Year. No, I wouldn't put Nemo anywhere near the <clears throat> no. top five. So, no. I think, so uh, here's, the, here's the question. Was Dallas good or was San Jose bad? Um, I don't want to take anything away from Dallas. I mean, I think that they they were good. I mean, they capitalized on Sharks' mistakes, you know? I mean, the, the thing that made me crazy um, today... Mm-hmm. specifically in the Avalanche game, was when the Sharks went up 2-1. And then, I don't know, five seconds later, <laughs> they gave up the goal. It was that great shorthanded yeah. goal, right? Was that the shorthanded goal? Uh, it was. I can't remember. It was the, the shorthanded sequence. goal by Brent Burns. It was exciting. The Sharks up 2-1. to one, And then, just just like we've seen for the last like three years, yeah. the Sharks turn around and they they choke it out again. And it's it's that kind of stuff when you see that and you go, this doesn't, as different as it felt 
those first four games that felt really different, mm-hmm. it's not any different, dude. Yeah, we're getting some hate. Someone says Martin Jones is a backup goalie. Ouch. Ooh, whoa. Hurts, hurts. Well, I mean, Martin Jones has not been electric like he was in the early in going. In the first four games. I mean, there's no question about that. And I'm willing to give him a little bit more rope. You know, I mean, the guy um, I don't think has been awful. I mean, and, and in the games without Paul Martin, um, he's lost one one time. And that was with the the full lineup. Well, not even full lineup. So with the Paul Martin D structure, he's lost once. Uh, the other games he lost was when the Sharks were playing the Barracuda defense, basically. Yeah. So I think he gets a pass on that. But he has not been as dominant or a difference maker mm-hmm. since those first four games. And we need that. I mean, that was the whole point, right? Giving up the first round pick. Yeah. So we would make a difference maker. And we saw it. I mean, we saw that player in the first four games. We did. Apparently he's gone. Yeah. Hiatus. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and the win against Colorado. I mean, Colorado is not a good team. No, they're bad. They're a bad team, dude. <laughs> they're and, not and, good. And you look ahead to, I mean, I don't want to gloss over these last three games, dude. You know, we can look at it a little bit more, but you look up what this week has. I mean, Columbus, they're bad. Lots of injury problems. Yeah. The transition to torts, they're a bad team. Oh, yeah. Florida. Not bad. Not good. But not that bad. But not good. Okay. Okay. Sharks at home should beat Florida. Yeah, I agree right? with the, I agree with you there. Ducks playing terribly with no Ryan Getzloff. They're, yeah. And they're playing terribly. I mean, their coach could get fired. I don't care what Bob Murray said. Oh, we're not going to make any rash judge. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah. Yes, you will. You mm-hmm. know, if they continue to play poorly. Um that team is in really bad shape. So these next three games, but the next time we podcast, dude, the Sharks, if they don't get six points this week, it's a failure. I yeah. think that's a failure. Wow, that's tough given how on and off this team has been. Six points. I mean, that means three games. They have to get all six points in the next three games. That's what you're saying is the only acceptable course of action here. Well, I, I think when you look at the games that they've lost, they lost to Dallas, Nashville, the Kings, the Rangers, and the Islanders. Five of the best teams in the NHL right now. Yeah. By record. Yeah, that's true. Right okay. now. Okay. Okay. So um, they lost, you know, they lost to the Kings in an early stage of their, you know, real hot streak. Islanders are playing really well. Um, Nashville and Dallas playing really well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't you're, think we you're trying need, to put a good face on well, this dude. dude. I'm, I'm buying think, in. I'm no, buying in. I don't think we can. It's not good news because it means the Sharks aren't playing well against good teams. Okay. Yeah. But we can't forget that they're missing their second best player. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Logan Couture is not playing. You right. know, Paul Martin is on his way back. You know, so we can't forget that, and um, they need a little bit of leeway, but but. The signs of seeing the same problems are all there. Are disturbing. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what we wanted to see some sort of shift in how this team played, which we did see at the beginning. 
not seeing it now. No. And 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 now we're seeing coaching staff and players result to these old cliches. Oh, we finally gave a 60-minute effort and all this. like I just I really hate it when they say that stuff. We got to play for 60 minutes, you know, all this stuff. It's just when when a team has to pull that out, that's just that to me that's sort of like a sign that that things are really not going well. And and also it sort of indicates that maybe they don't even really know what's not going well. That's the thing that really kind of bugs me. It's like at least last year I sort of felt like you kind of knew what was not good about this team. And now it's just sort of everything's just kind of eh. And that's the thing that that is disheartening to me personally is that you see these guys say stuff and it's like, you know, you have these, of course, bright spots, Joel Ward and things like that, but it's just, you know, okay, you know, doesn't seem like Jumbo's really, he's tailing off a little bit. It seems like these guys are tailing off a little bit. We're it's getting some of, comments. We got a comment here on Periscope saying a uh, mantra that we were touting last year, you know, with uh, Patty and Jumbo here, nothing's really going to change. I mean, yeah, when, no. when you look and you go, Joel Ward is your leading scorer. That's not good. <laughs> it's really, and not. I like Joel Ward a lot. Me too. But, but he is should not be your leading scorer. Like that should not be, yeah. How this team is structured. You know, Brent Burns today demonstrated once again he is a very special player in the offensive end. I mean, right. very special player, an ability to create. He's always going to be a little bit of a defensive liability. And I think that Paul Martin band-aids that by being a strong partner for him. But, you know, you need to continue to give Brent Burns as much. I mean, he's like the point guard. I mean, he, the offense should really be running more through Burns than through Jumbo. Yeah. I okay. mean, it, I think it should all start with Burns, especially on the power play, because... He just seems to always make something happen. He can get his shots through. Right. And everybody else can clean up the rest, right? That's what Joel Ward seems to be doing. Yeah, he's really good at that. So, that, you know, I think one question that, that I have for you is, how much longer does Donskoy have to play in this top six? How much more time does he get? Dude. Well, I guess I'm going to answer a question with a question, and the question is, who replaces him? Who replaces him? If we, if there was a very easy answer to that question, I think the leash on Donskoy is no more than one or two games. But unless and until maybe Melker Carlson is healthy, for instance, do we know anything about his status? Well, I no. I mean, I, I don't know anything, but I guess I'm not saying Donskoy should be scratched. As I'm saying, should he be allowed to ride shotgun with the top line? Yeah, I know. Because they're, they're not playing that great, you know? No, they're not. And he's only playing even strength minutes, really. I mean, he doesn't get any special teams time. So uh, let's take a look at somebody else up there. You know, I mean, they're playing mm -hmm. Tierney on the... On the power play, I mean, I know he, he's a center. Let's see what that looks like. Let's see what Nieto looks like. Let's see what any, I mean, Nieto, yeah. you know, they kept talking over and over, oh, Nieto and his speed today, Nieto's right. speed. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nieto was pretty good today. He I was. loved, you know, um, 
Farlamov, one of the worst penalties I think I've seen in recent memory, where he just kind of tripped Nieto coming across the crease. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And Nieto was like, oh, yeah, you know, Bob York. Uh, you know, EPL style, right? Yeah, Falling on the ground. Bit. But it was pretty stupid. There's nobody there. It was right. just Nieto coming across the crease and Farlamov's like, it was so stupid. It was useless, you know? So I, I, not that I'm expecting brilliant decisions from Barlamov, (laughs) you know, he hasn't exactly demonstrated to make great life choices. No, but, um, the bottom, the, the bottom line, the fourth line is a concern again, you know, just Brian Lurg, you know, yeah, not able to contribute really anything useful. And, Dude, I mean, I, I think this is a big week for the Sharks. It's hard to say must-win games this early because no. that's ridiculous. But, you know, their their season has taken a turn backwards a little bit, and they can make us all forget about it by getting six points this week and maybe finding their way into first place again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then we'll we'll be fine. Everybody will be fine. Right. Right. Actually, I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine today about who's a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And he was talking about how, you know, Pittsburgh is they're not in a completely different position than the Sharks are right now. They're having trouble uh, getting scoring. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how Crosby isn't scoring the way he should. And he said in this last game where they managed to get the uh, medicine that they were looking for. I like to call it the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> uh, where they kick the crap out of Toronto. But um they split up Crosby and Kessel and they moved, I think they may have moved Kessel down to the third line. And so they had Crosby and Malkin and Kessel all on different lines and they were just trying different stuff. I mean, I know we kind of gave T-Max some grief when he kept doing that and switching around the lines all the time. But is it time to shake things up here? Is it time to, to break up Jumbo and Pavelski? Is it time to put, somebody on the put Joel Ward on the third line and bring somebody up or you know whatever or put Joel Ward on the top line yeah I mean I wouldn't change anything about the second line really I mean because they're you know Joel Ward you don't want to you don't want to crush the one thing that's going well that's true but we know that's not sustainable you know I mean it's just not sustainable as good as he is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. he's not going to score 30 goals right I mean he's a guy you want to get 16 to 18 and you're happy right yeah, yeah. if joel ward does that I mean, the joel ward your know, train is going to dry up there's no el nino coming from joel <laughs> ward right get your flood insurance on joel ward interesting mix of metaphors there the, the train is dying in el nino <laughs> sorry i'm going it's very uh i'm very visual tonight um i see you've pulled up the standings dude and I mean, it just it does it. It illustrates the Sharks. You know, have they've lost to you know the Rangers? They're seven two and two. The Islanders six three and three. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost to good teams. Nashville's playing well. Dallas on top of their division. They're nine and two. So when they, they've played some good teams, they've played them on the road. Right. You know, it's time for the Sharks to come home, get settled down a little bit, take care of some business, get back into their to what was working for them at the beginning of the year, which was that they were playing that DeBoer style of, you know, there was no room for the other team to operate. They were applying pressure in all three zones. 
that, you know, I know we're tired of hearing stuff like that, but it was actually true. It was working. You know, in, in those first four games, and they've kind of stopped that. And there's no reason why they can't get that back. So I'm hoping against some mediocre competition, the Sharks will be able to find it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, Columbus is bad. Oh, yeah. And that's not an overnight fix for Tortorella. Because, you know, you're going to go in there and make the commitment to play the Tortorella way. They don't have the players to play the Tortorella way. No. And and you see who he was... I don't know if you saw... I mean, we're sort of... He scratched David up. Clarkson, who you think would be like all about the Tortorella and way. He, and he's scratching a Fettertuden, too. Healthy yeah. scratch, Fettertuden. Oof. Yeah. yeah that's, that's... We'll take good. Fettertuden. Yeah. I'll happily I'll take, take him, him off your hands. Yeah. That's... <laughs> In the next 18 months, John Davidson and Kekalainen and Tortzell all be gone. <laughs> you think that, so? Yeah, that's not going to work out, dude. Like, that was that was the biggest impulse buy on the planet. They really screwed that up. That team that team was trending up. Yeah. And they they beefed it pretty bad, I think, on that. That's a, that's, oh, Tortorella. I know. He's the, he's the killer. It, yes. he, he's he's the polarizer, man. It's like it's not you gonna... put him in a situation where he works. It seems like everybody's trying to find the magic that was Tampa Bay in 2006 or whatever that was. I mean, that's a, I mean, I don't want to get too far off topic, but that's a management group that, you know, uh, they seem to always receive a lot of praise. They've done a lot of really dumb stuff, dude, <laughs> highlighted by giving Nathan Horton that terrible, terrible contract. Absolutely. That set that franchise back financially in a major way. It was really stupid. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb, dumb move. I know. Dumb. And then, you know, restructuring your blue line around Jack Johnson is also really stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? So, I don't know. All the Kings fans I ever listened to all were so happy when he was gone. Like, they were thrilled. Yeah. Well, he probably owes them all money. (laughs) (laughs) or his parents do which means he does anyway uh we got some uh we got an email from landis uh let's see what do we got here he says dude do you think alex daylock can adjust to being a rarely used backup um, wasn't he a rarely used <laughs> backup last year? That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think it's say. an adjustment. I think it's a lifestyle choice. I, I think he's he's fully he's wearing those pants. He's going to be wearing those plaid pants until the end of time. He could be um, finding himself adjusted playing for the Barracuda if he doesn't yeah. snap out of this, dude. I mean, I know he's on a one-way deal, but I mean, I don't know how much it, how many of those kind of starts they're going to tolerate because yeah. He's well under 900 save percentage. Yeah, right he's he's played twice, right? Mm-hmm. And they've both been stinkers. Been stinkers. Yeah. So um they have to feel confident that they can give him I mean I think he should play 20 games. I mean, you know, he should play 20 games. Yeah. And right now it's going to be the same deal. He's going to get like 10 games. It's you know? it's such a different style than starting every night, you know. It's in I don't know if, you know, maybe some guys it's, you need to have a different kind of constitution in order to do that. You got, you can't say, oh, well, I'll play better next game because you may not get a next game for two weeks. And so you got to make the best of every possible opportunity. But he's done, he's done decently in that scenario in the I past. Know. He has, he has, you're totally right. You're totally right. I mean, I want to see him rebound, but 
It certainly seems like he's having a little crisis of confidence right now, I think. And I don't know how Grosnick's doing off the top of my head. We could look into that. But I don't think the Barracuda are doing so great either, which we can talk about that a little bit. But um, Which is shocking <laughs> due to the stockpile of talent that they have on the Barracuda. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, um, the other question is, what aspect of pop culture will excite Tomash Hurdle this year? Does he already know about Star Wars? This is a good question. I like this question. What aspect of pop culture will excite Tomash Hurdle? Mm. Um, I bet he's really into the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. <laughs> Dude, come on. He is. You know he is. You think he's a Disney fan? Of course. Yeah, you're right. He does have that childlike wonder. Yeah. Disneyland is like dream. Yeah. Space Mountain is dream. <laughs> I think he actually has a few more English words now, thank God. <laughs> yeah, Pop. <laughs> I think he's going to be very excited to see Bruce Willis on Broadway. That's that's my call. <laughs> Tomas Hurdle will be first in line to see Bruce Willis in Misery on Broadway. That's going to be it. I think something that's been frustrating is not, I mean, again, not really seeing these younger players take any sort of step forward like mm-hmm. i'm just kind of waiting for that step forward from from any of these guys you know and it's not happening right now like it's the veterans that are carrying the team and the young guys are a little bit anonymous and they are there in flashes you know but for Here, here's the question yeah are they anonymous because they aren't given the opportunity to shine or are they anonymous because they just aren't that good Oh, I, I need to look at the shift charts, but I mean, I think they're playing, right? right? I mean, I think they're out there playing. I mean, I, I felt like dove- Nieto was out there a lot today. Does this you know? dovetail into our nothing's going to change until Thornton and Marlowe leave argument, or is this well, a separate thing? Well, I think it could be a separate thing. I mean, the concern could be that those young guys, they're not that good. Yeah. And that's the worst case scenario. That's the worst. You know, yeah. that if you go, well, Hurdle, Nieto, and Tierney. Mm, yeah. You know, guys who are being counted on to be important parts of the future of this team are not that good. I mean, I, right. I, I don't know, you know, but... Or can't take that next step to shine in the NHL. Right, and and I think someone just... I just saw it really quickly, and I, I wasn't able to re- read the whole thing, but I think that, I mean, the knock on DeBoer in New Jersey, I think, was that he wasn't really big on playing young players anyways. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that could be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I actually, uh, Atlantis gave us some over unders. Don scored seventeen and a half goals. I mean, at this point, you got to take the under. Oh right? yeah, that's the under. It's not even cl- for sure whether he's going to stay on this team for very for very long before. I think the leash is super short on him. I mean, I I think uh, w- you're right. The health concerns make it a longer leash, but yeah. once there's some other options. You know, Donskoy could quickly find himself on the Barracuda. Ward fourth in total points, dude, over under. No, under. Yeah. You we don't if if, if Joel Ward's fourth in total points, we're not making the playoffs. That's true. Okay. Jones two and a half total goals given up directly tied to him mishandling behind the net. Over. <laughs> okay. Doug Wilson, three and a half current sharks traded away from the team. Under. Yeah, I don't think there's going to no, be many. No, I think this that year. he, this is his ship, and he will sink with it. Yeah, if, if I think you're right. They've already made their changes. 
and they made a commitment to try and win. And I don't think it's, you know, I mean, we're not saying this is not the same situation as last year. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year we were staring at the team going, there is no hope. Right. I don't feel that way this year. No. I think that they're a, a good home stand away from us feeling like, okay, you yeah, know what? Perking up. Yeah. Th- this is a playoff team and then we'll see what happens. You know, right. there are a couple good games, get their confidence back. They've played some good teams. We've got to give them a little bit of leeway here. Yeah, I agree with that. A little bit. A little little bit. This is a no-brainer. Dustin Brown, 1.5 egregious hits. Over. Way over. I think it's already happened. I think it's, yeah, he's already over that. (laughs) He's already over that. We appreciate the email. Questions at dudes.hockey.com, of course, is the email. So, dude, you said six points. I, you know, I'm not going to be that ambitious, but I, I, I think they need to get at least four. In the next two, in the next three games, I think they might get popped by somebody. I could no, see Florida popping them. No, but. see that that would be wildly disappointing to me if that happened. They have like, to be Columbus. I Florida. Then then they're. I could see go. Florida being a bit of a trap game because I think there's still the rivalry with Anaheim. I'm definitely going to that game. That's going to be a lot of fun to see because even though Anaheim sucks right now, they always find a way to get scrappy with the Sharks, and there hasn't been. I, you know, you picked Anaheim to win the West, for God's sakes. These guys are going to be... I know. They, they're they going to bounce back. It's just sort of a question of when, I think. And I hope the Sharks don't be that catalyst to get them back on track, <laughs> which, which could definitely happen. Uh, I, I think the Sharks are going to have a bounce back week. I think that winning today in Colorado was was big. I mean, they were able to get on the plane and feel good about themselves and hopefully carry through to the homestand, Mm -hmm. you know. Dude, another NHL news. The Canadians continue to roll. I think they have the most points in the NHL, but Carey Price is hurt. How much will this hurt them? He's out a week, dude. He's out a week. I know, but that could could sort of arrest all their momentum, don't you think? No, I don't. Really? No. I mean, I I think they're playing well. They worship this guy. I know. I mean, I think they're playing well. They can get by without him for a week. Yeah, they're I mean, scoring they, a lot of goals. Jeez. That, and, and that's not going to, that's unsustainable as well. I mean, based on how that was not, they're not an offensive juggernaut, you know. They're getting it from, from all four lines, which is just to me means it's not sustainable. <laughs> like, I mean, I think when Dale Weiss has a hat trick, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that's, they're not going to be able to keep that up. Yeah. But true. I mean, Montreal was a team that I kind of thought maybe they, you know, just by the pure Alexander Semen factor might take a step back. But... He's already a healthy scratch, by the way. <laughs> well, Who saw probably, that coming? Probably the best thing for them. Who saw that coming? Um, Not me. They, they're good. You know, yeah, they're, they're really, good really good. They're, they're, they're better with Gary Price, but you know, they're, they'll, they'll get through it, dude. They'll, they'll get through it. I mean, Tampa Bay has been struggling, even though, you know, they're, they're still in second in that, Division, which is, you know, a very mediocre division. I mean, gosh, look at Toronto, four points. How do you think uh, Mike Babcock sold his house in Detroit yet? Or is he he longingly looking back at the property going, please, can I, can I go back? Can I get back? What a, what a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of work to do in Toronto. I don't think as much as they wanted a, a big name, a hard charging coach to just like knock them out into a different mindset. That's clearly not happening. I mean, for one, they 
don't have any good players. And for two, <laughs> for two they, they have this long-standing, I mean, how else do you describe it other than culture of losing? I mean, you know, I don't know if it goes all the way to the top. It's certainly tempting to attribute it to that because Toronto makes money hand over fist whether or not they win or lose. They sell it every game. They have the highest ticket prices in the NHL. And they, right. they're, you know, the, the owners are going to, you know, the teachers union or whoever, they're going to make money regardless. So looking at this standings here, and in, though we're only like 13 games in, I mean, it only took you know, eight games or whatever for Todd Richards to get fired. Mm-hmm. Who's the next coach on the hot seat? And you can't say Bruce Boudreaux. All right. Not okay. Boudreaux. All right. Looking at this. Patrick Waugh's on the hot seat. Patrick Waugh. Yeah. The guy who won the Jack Adams two years ago mm-hmm. is on the hot seat. I think so. I think he's wow. on the hot seat. I mean, I mean, there's already rumors that him and him and Sackick maybe we're not seeing eye to eye. So I could see, and I guess it's going to be more due to personality. I think because I think I think firing a coach this early in the season it Joe is just Sackick's stupid. fault though more than Patrick Waugh. Yeah, and Joe Sackick's going to try to save his own skin by pinning it on somebody else. Yeah, the same the same way they did in Columbus. I yeah. mean, you really think it was Todd Richards' fault that Columbus was terrible? I don't. Well, I I. <laughs> Because Torts came in and they still suck. Yeah. I think some of it was Todd Richards' fault, but that team, like, it's so puzzling because they really, I mean, last year they just got slaughtered by injuries. But they, they've they done a terrible job of not capturing the appropriate momentum that they mm-hmm. had in that franchise. And they just, you know, destroyed it by... You know, trading away some good young players for Brandon Sod, and then signing Nathan Horton, and you know, not being able to attract any good free agents because no one wants to play there, and now no one's really going to want to play there. I right. mean, you know, who's ever going to sign there? No Columbus, one. Yeah. probably. You know, worst maybe Winnipeg, Winnipeg and Columbus, worst NHL cities to live in, Calgary. Edmonton. No, no. I mean, can they? They love hockey in those towns. In so Columbus, towns. yeah. Worse, Carolina, maybe. Carolina. Okay. Yeah. But at least in Carolina, you got good barbecue. What do That's you have true. in Columbus? I read a great article about North Carolina barbecue the other day, and it like it literally made my mouth water. Like I yeah. want North Carolina barbecue. Have you ever I, had it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell you. That's why the Stahl brothers love it there. I can believe it. <laughs> it sounded so good. Who cares about hockey? I think maybe our next Give us some away, ribs. our next away sharks game needs to be Carolina, so we can get good, some good stuff. Pork man, <laughs> pork pork barbecue. I could go for some of that. Mm. And remember, I go to Memphis once a year, so I mm. get my fill. That, that's true. That's true. You can come with me. Do you think? Uh, yeah. You think? You think? Uh, is it bad that I'm a little happy? Tom McClellan is. Is eating it in Edmonton. I mean, but I don't really hold him any ill will. But, but is just, he? But is he eating it? I mean, like, they're four and eight. How do you call that anything well, good? But, but in their last five, they're four and one. So I think is he? I I don't know if he's eating it. So now they're slightly respectable as opposed to a disgrace. Yes, yeah, so, I mean you can't like you know bring a magic wand over a, a pile of crap. Well, and I say, thought that's what turned Mc- into a diamond. I thought Connor McDavid was the magic wand, and I think he's playing okay. I mean, like, I mean, the kid's playing okay. Yakupov finally looks like an NHL player. I mean, that guy's playing really well. Mm-hmm. He's scoring. He looks effective, dude. No, I, I mean, I am not convinced by Yakupov. Okay. Well, 
I'm telling you, the guy's playing well right now. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that team also has major, major flaws. Major flaws. Yeah, absolutely. But at least I, I, if I was a Oilers fan, I would look at that and go, well, okay. Like, Chiarelli gets a couple years, right, mm-hmm. to try and fix what oh, yeah, they yeah, destroyed. Yeah. I mean, like, they really, really blew it there, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. And I think that he's smart enough to know that, you know, obviously... Connor McDavid's not going anywhere. But Hall, Eberle, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, and Yakupov, they won't all be there in a year. Yeah. Wow. They won't. That That's not a good way to structure your hockey team. It's true. I mean, if they can somehow reinvigorate Yakupov like, and make him look like a point-per-game NHL forward, and you can turn around and trade him to Nashville mm-hmm. for Seth Jones. Right. I mean, if you can somehow pull off a magic trick like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you go, oh, yes. Because oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not implying that Nashville would do that deal. But, right. but you know, if you could pull that off, like if you could get, I mean, they desperately need defense, right? Absolutely. They desperately need, you know, strong bottom six forwards. You know, I, I wouldn't count that. I don't. I think they're on the right track, dude. Edmonton's yeah. on the right track, dude. Who is the team? Looking at this, you know, looking at the league and where it stands right now, outside of Toronto, which is obviously just like a crap show, and um, we'll say outside of Columbus because that's just too easy. Like, what what team do you do you think that the fans have just no hope? Like, which which fans are the most hopeless in regards to their team? Because I I have one that I'm looking at right now that I think. They're just, there's just nothing good coming down the pipe for these guys. All <laughs> oh, the flyers, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, that's the it's team the I'm looking flyers. at. I mean, the there's, there's nothing there's to nothing be excited good. about. Nothing. Like they don't have any. Their good young players are all on the team, and they're all. I mean, not good enough. Not good enough. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, how much longer is Claude Giroux going to want to slap people on the butt in the city of brotherly love? You know I mean? At a certain point, Voracek is not playing well. Their D is bad. Steve Mason is Steve Mason. Yeah. Like that, you know, the, the college coach is doing great. <laughs> really? Not that, that he's around. got a lot to work with. I here. know. I know, dude, but at least um, they're 500. Yeah. I, I would feel pretty distraught if I was a Flyers fan and, and that might be a team that, you know, they might look to make some pretty serious changes. Yeah. You know, this year that could be the team that makes some big changes. And if I was an Avalanche fan, I'd be pretty concerned too because that was a team that they won mm-hmm. their division two years ago, and they looked like they were going to be, you know, on the rise. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Shane is playing terrible, mm-hmm. and. And they run Ryan O'Reilly out of town, and then he runs into a tree or whatever it is he did with his car. Right, right. right but right. And, and their D is terrible, and their coach, which one of the Jag Adams is fighting with the GM, like that's a bad situation. Yeah. yeah. So I feel better if I was a Colorado Avalanche fan because at least they have players that could be great. Yeah. It's like Philadelphia. We know what they got. And I'll tell you, if I was a Calgary Flames fan, I think I would be depressed because this is reality. This is the like, real. This flame. is what it should have been like last year, right? And they just completely overachieved. And yeah. this is the reality. Yeah, but in two years they could be 
great. Sure. I think we saw a preview yeah, of what they could be. So an early, you but know, like a four this shock. is not reality. Right. You know what I mean? Reality is now they're three and eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what that team should have done. Dude, dude? We're, we're looking at... Uh, we're we're looking at at time. I think we got to wrap this sucker. Okay, up. Okay, dude. So, um, well, you're picking six points for the Sharks this week. I I, I would well, love to be this confident. I'm I'm saying it needs to be six points. I, do I feel wholeheartedly confident in that? No, I mean because they're not playing that well. But I think if this team is going to have a a shot of being competitive in April and May, they've got to. They got to win six points this. They got to take care of business they against do. these rougher teams. They, they couldn't do that last year. They lost to some really bad teams last year repeatedly. You're right. I don't want to see that mistake repeated this season. I think that that will show a difference between last year's Sharks and this year's Sharks. Can they beat Columbus when they're down? Can they kick them when they're down? Yeah, they should Can roll they kick them Anaheim over. when Anaheim's down. Should Anaheim roll is down them right over. Now. And the Sharks have had good success against the Tortorella teams. I mean, like, right. you know, at least the, the Vancouver, I believe. You know I mean? I think they did pretty well against against them. So uh, hopefully they can figure that out. And it's been way too early for Columbus to totally embrace the, you know, the tort style. And hopefully they'll come out and get a big win, dude. Dude, I'm looking for, looking for some Sharks rebounding this week. Okay, rebounding. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.